I'm about to start cleaning those tires up. Great this time. Remember, they fan out down there. So protect that bottom. Sunday drive. All right, boss, man. Face cars off. Be ready. Yeah, bro, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Ready, ready. Green flag. Green. 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 Welcome, everybody, to the inside pass. Sorry, my microphone is aww. Happy Happy birthday, Randy. It brings a tune to my one good eye. Hold on, don't, don't interrupt the singing. You're only five days early, but that's fine. As Three we record, days, as we four record, days, right, whatever. As we record this live, it's five days, four days. When this but. airs on SIC, we'll be a day late. It's exactly right. Yeah, so, so happy, happy birthday, belated, belated birthday. birthday. Exactly, exactly. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, now, so. see, what will happen is, now somebody from SIC will hear this, and then on Monday, you'll be eligible for the spin of the wheel on home ad for the birthdays. I, that is true. You that might win, like, a cake or something. Yeah. Hopefully somebody pays attention. To yeah. Talk Shannon about that. Yeah. So we, we, we got yeah, Mark back there. We'll let him know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. Yeah, if he's listening right now, then he'll come storming in here in a minute, hopefully with a cupcake. Um, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he brings <laughs> gifts. <laughs> I'm just saying. That is, bearing gifts. I, I, am, I would accept any cupcake of, of any kind of flavor variety if anybody wants to bring me Look, one. Look, all you got from us was the birthday song, and that's because Peter told me five minutes before you walked in the door, so... At least somebody remember. Thank you, Peter. Of course. <laughs> ten, you know, full transparency. Ten, ten bonus points for finishing NASCAR for you. Oh, As geez. long as I'm ahead of Noah, that's all that counts. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's let's start our show. Unfortunately, we do have to start with some sad news. Uh, and uh, some breaking news that happened uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, the late, great Bob Jenkins uh, passed away today, age of 73. Um, complications from brain cancer. And, uh, man, you know, guy, I know Peter Sterfeliung, as is uh, Chris, He may they may not remember his heydays of, of being an announcer. Uh, I certainly do, and I know, Tom, you do as well. Yes, sir. Uh, most people are going to remember him probably from his, his tenure as the Indianapolis 500 uh, announcer on television. I remember him most from his days as uh, Thursday Night Thunder announcer. Absolutely. Um, for ESPN. The, uh, USAC Sprint Car Series that he actually created himself um, along with a couple of other guys. Larry uh, Newbern. Larry Newbern being one of them, and... Uh, uh, I think Larry Rice was a part of that. Larry Rice was too. a part of that, and um, do you remember who else was a part of that? I know the names. The other names. The Honorable mind, Dave Despain. Yes, Dave Despain. Yeah, and and I believe that uh, um, Bob Jenkins actually filled in for Dave on some episodes of of his Wind Tunnel show. Uh, I think you're probably right. Again, so, um, yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, that those Thunder shows were awesome. I yeah. mean, they they had the date when actually Thursday Thunder originally was kind of a rotating cast of races. Mm-hmm. When ESPN launched in 1979, um, Thursday Night Thunder used to have late models from the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know, names like Dean Roper and Bob Seneca and all the greats, um, Dick Trickle would race in that series. Um, just awesome i mean it was it was so good back then you know and and it didn't take high-tech graphics or anything it was just pure racing well if you look at some of the things that have happened you know since then the the under the under the track cameras that they use now on the fox network those originally started with thursday Night thunder yep. um that, that they did um when they they had that technology going at t- it, which which is indianapolis raceway park for all of you uh, youngsters out there um which is now o'reilly or lucas oil raceway park um, now, but uh, that's just one of the things that, that they that they done, and they they kind of sort of reinvented the the Thursday Night Thunder format uh, several years ago, back when uh, TNN was a network, the National Network. Yes. They did a Motorsports Madness thing on Friday night. 
that was kind of the same sort of concept with different uh, different variations of motorsports that they did um, on Friday night, but it never really got the same sort of like you know prestigiousness that the USAC sprint cars got on Thursday night Thunder. But just I mean, if you think about who ha- who came out of that series, you know Jeff Gordon, Tony oh, yeah. Stewart, Ryan Newman, all those guys started. Um, on the Thursday Night Thunder series. And, 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 Peter, I don't know if you – you probably remember him most from the Indy 500 days, but I don't know if you've even seen any of the USAC sprint car races that they used to have on uh, ESPN way back in the heyday. But those were some good time races. Yeah, they, of course, were. Like you said, launch careers of Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, plenty of Hall of Fame drivers and talents. Of course, I remember Bob Jenkins more for what he did in NASCAR on ESPN and then in the IndyCar, obviously, he was the voice of the Indy 500. I mean, the undisputed voice. Yes. I mean, until his cancer diagnosis, he missed two Indy 500s, and they were both back in the 60s. One was actually for a school trip to Washington, D.C., where instead of going to see all the sites and monuments, he stayed in the bus listening to the radio to the race to hear the 1965 Indy 500. Just that dedication shows how much the Indy 500 meant to him, and just he was just... I never got the chance to meet him or interact with him, but he just seemed like such a down-to-earth, relatable guy that will certainly be remembered by all in motorsports and dearly missed. Hard to imagine. He, st- he got his start as an agricultural announcer um, at local Indianapolis yeah. radio um, way back in the day. So uh, he certainly will be missed. Uh, he is one of the, the, one of the voices of, of motorsports you can't help but think about um, when you think about legendary figures in our sport. And so we certainly send our thoughts and prayers out to his family. And uh, Bob Jenkins was to this generation what Chris Economaki was to the previous generation. Yeah. Um, Well, and again, it's the uniqueness of the voice, the passion for the sport, and just the ability to get out of the way. You know, as a play-by-play announcer, especially when you have analysts, um, you know, you, you have to be able to, and I think Mike Joy does it so well, uh, too, you have to be able to just move the show along and kind of be the director and you have to have the ability to just sort of get out of the way and let your um, and let the race do the talking. And Bob was so good at that. Alan Bestwick is so good at that. Um, I mean, and, and I love this um, looking at NASCAR.com and Jenkins quote here. You know what I tell people often when they ask me how this whole thing of my career came together? I tell them, you know, I don't know, because I've only been a race fan who got lucky. And I think that's what I will have on my tombstone because it's true. And so, you know, that's and, and I think for a lot of us who do this stuff, we're fans first. You know, um, and and Bob just personified that so well, Uh, you know, and gosh, his his loss. um, I mean, I I feel that, you know, he's one of the people that was sort of a hero of mine as as a young, uh, you know, race fan. And, and, you know, when I when I got into the media in the late 80s. You know, Bob was someone from an announcing standpoint that I wanted to be like, you know, and um, gosh, those Thunder shows were amazing. You know, it's uh, and they were so I mean, they moved that to Saturday at one point. It became Saturday Night Thunder. Do you mm-hmm. remember that, Randy? Yeah, yep, and and, you know, the funny story for me is that there was a morning where we were driving from Oswego, New York to Sandusky for <clears throat> one of their I think it was their cavalcade race. We got there. It rained out. We went to the mall, had a pizza, turn around, and we're back in time 
to watch Saturday Night Thunder. 14-hour round trip made sure we got back in time to watch Saturday Night Thunder. You know, because that's what you do. I mean, it was just that important. Didn't have VCRs then. No, you no. know, <laughs> Thursday Night Thunder was one of those shows where you just you don't want to move. You know, no. Like, you have to make sure that Must nothing is TV. planned. Like yep. you know, family outings, whatever. Like I don't have family yep. tonight. I'm I'm gonna sit here and watch this watch this uh, this coverage because it was such a unique idea at the time because it was it almost got as much coverage as as NASCAR was um, at the time because I think for a while NASCAR was actually on ESPN too. It was, um, and they put more emphasis on on plugging that programming for Thursday Night Thunder with the USAC sprints than they did on the NASCAR coverage. And it, I mean, it it was the ratings were pretty comparable for a while. I mean, you know, everybody was tuning in to see. Um, see these guys race and you know looking at it now I mean obviously this is the the you know the the oldest generation of NASCAR drivers now I mean guys like Gordon have now gone on to do other things but right um, you look at this generation now you know Peter and everybody thinks you know Christopher Bell Kyle Larson you know guys like that um, but if it wasn't for guys like Jeff Gordon and you know the Thursday Night Thunder Tony Stewart yeah Tony Stewart and guys like that, even Ryan Newman to a extent Casey King um, toward the end if it wasn't for guys like that and the Thursday Night Thunder uh, you know idea that was put forth by Bob Jenkins to ESPN who knows where these guys would be today absolutely Thursday Night Thunder was pivotal in the truly the trajectory of motorsports on TV and helped bring not just awareness to the big time series like NASCAR or IndyCar, but grassroots racing as well. I mean, I don't think we'd see the popularity of series like IROC or SRX without Thursday Night Thunder. Well, the other that's again, it was a it was very much of its time because, you know, there wasn't all this we didn't have internet, we didn't have, you know, live streaming, we didn't have it was very rare to see racing on TV. So and especially live racing in prime time, that's ESPN lost a great deal of their soul when they started getting all of the pro leagues and just kind of going because what made them when they first started was they weren't afraid to do the lower tier college leagues and and you know short track racing and all of that it was very pure back then well it's kind of like what happens with with speed channel you know everybody yeah. loved speed channel because they could pretty much put whatever pro, whatever racing they wanted to on the speed yeah. channel and you got to see a lot of the regional action and a lot of the you know, grassroots type of racing, you know, ARCA and, and things like that, that, that you don't get to see now because yep. now, you know, you look at the ARCA series and sometimes it's on Peacock, sometimes it's on Track Pass, sometimes it's on, you know, regular, you know, NBC, but FS1. six months after it, you know, airs or whatever the case may be. So yep. um, there's not that opportunity anymore to see the, the USAC guys in action. I mean, MAF TV is pretty much the only place to see them now. And even then, they just they want to tape delay, I think. So. Um, there's just no no real place. Well, to it's see easy it. with live stream now. Yeah, everything's digitized, but it's yeah. it's just uh, yeah. I mean, Bob Jenkins really was a pioneer to me, and and uh, you know, and again, somebody who carried himself with a great deal of class, who really was just passionate about the sport, and that's how he that's how he broadcasted. So. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one of his last broadcasts was an iRacing event last summer that Noah actually won in IndyCars at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So that's certainly a moment that Noah will carry with him for the rest of his life. That for is, sure. That is, that Absolutely. Is yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. All right, so we are uh, going to step aside here and take a break in just a little bit. I, we, we have a lot of other things to talk about, a lot of other things to cover tonight, including uh, the Chuck Series playoffs, the races at Watkins Glen, and a fantastic race at Nashville uh, with the IndyCar series that uh, we'll talk about uh, as well. Um, some world, some news out of the World of Outlaws, too, with a huge suspension and fines uh, levied down there, um, too. And the Knoxville Nationals entry list, Knoxville Nationals are coming up this weekend. There are 122 entries 
um, right now for the uh, for the Knoxville Nationals. So we'll, we'll break down some of those drivers as well. We are going to take a break. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. Stick with us. We will be right back. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. We are not going to talk about one Randler man. We're going to talk about ten, and they all drive trucks. Um, the NASCAR playoffs for the truck series uh, officially begins. Well, not this week because they're not racing this week. <laughs> they actually begin in like four. Or weeks. next week. I was going to say. Well, no, 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 it's, that. It's, the, it's not Labor this weekend, weekend. It's next it's weekend. It's three weeks, right? It's like the, the no, August. no, it's not this weekend. It's next weekend. Okay. So the, it's like 18th or 19th or something like that because they run Gateway um, in a couple of weeks. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah. 
Uh, so we got to wait a couple weeks for the playoffs to officially start, but we do have our 10 drivers who will make up the playoffs, and so I, I thought maybe we would uh, you know, kind of take a look at the 10 drivers who made the playoffs, and I don't think there's any real surprises there. The 10 drivers that were there in the beginning are the 10 that made the playoffs. Um, John Hunter Nemechek, of course, won the regular season championship for the Chuck Series, so he gets a, a hefty little 15-point bonus that he don't need to go into the, uh, the next round of the playoffs. Um, but to Austin Hill, Ben Rhodes, Todd Gilliland, uh, Sheldon Creed, Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, Carson Hosovar, Chandler Smith, and Stuart Friesen are the 10 drivers that make up the Camping World Truck Series Championship standings as we head into the gateway. Peter, any surprises? Not really. I mean, I'm really surprised that only half these drivers have at least one win this season. That's partly due to John Hunter Nemechek and Kyle Busch following up so many wins early in the year, but... It's interesting to see how Nemechek is so far ahead in points with nearly 2,050 points, and everyone else, no one has more than 2,021 points, so it's really looks like a one-horse race, but ultimately four do make the championship four in Phoenix, so who will the other three be? Nine would be a good time to have another baby, because then you could take a couple weeks off and still be okay. <laughs> uh, not, not that he wants another baby right <laughs> now, I'm just saying. Say. Like, if he needed to take a break, he could certainly do that. But, I mean, Tommy, if you, if you look at the list, every year we talk about the playoffs. We always talk about... You know, the need to win races and, and you know, you, you want to get that win out of the way, get on to the next round without having to, to worry about, you know, um, getting behind or, or having that mulligan that doesn't really exist when you talk about how competitive these guys are on the racetrack. But, um, you know, as Peter said, five of the ten drivers have won a race this year. Uh, I, I guess the other five races or the other, what you know, eight races, however many it was, some of them were won by Kyle Busch um, and some of his cohorts in the 54 truck. But, um, you look at that list of the guys who haven't won this year that need to win to continue on in the standings. Um, who among those bottom five do you think uh, could possibly get that win out of the way early and then be able to, to make it to the next round? Um, I would have to say right now that if, I mean, Chandler Smith probably strikes me as being the one most likely. He's but, done everything but win. But Co uh, Carson Hosevar is also another driver that could be a threat in the playoffs. It's interesting to me that, um, you know, you talk about are there any surprises. To me, Stuart Friesen's a major surprise because really Stuart, I mean, he kind of limped in. He's only led 14 laps all year. He's had three DNFs. He's only had four top tens, three top fives. I mean, he he barely made it into the playoffs. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, Zane Smith getting in is quite intriguing because I think Zane's another one that could be dangerous down the stretch. But I just, I mean, there, there's so many of these drivers here that, um, to me, you, there's like, a clear distinction between the top five and the bottom five yeah, in the is, playoffs really for me. Is. I mean, like, I, I feel like there's not 10 drivers to me that can win the championship. I think there's five guys that can win the championship. Maybe you throw Crafton um, in there because he's done it. But um, I, I think there's a clear distinction this year. And I really believe that the, the championship race itself is going to be won by one of those guys in the top five. I just don't see an upset. Good. I mean, I can't disagree, but just think back two years ago, Matt Crafton shocked the world and won the title without having to win the final race and without winning a race all season long. So we've seen this whole system upended before in recent history. Yep. So truly, there are still 
in essence, 10 contenders. Well, let's talk about how we got here. Obviously, the trucks went to Watkins Glen for the first time in 21 years and competed on the road course at Watkins Glen. What did you guys think about the, the race, Tom? I actually thought that the race was okay. I didn't think it was fantastic. It was okay. It was unfortunate that it ended early because of the lightning rule, but um, obviously there's a safety aspect to that that you don't want to tamper with. So um, it was all right. I, I expected better, honestly, for the first time being on the course. Uh, for most of these guys, I thought it would be a little bit more of a of a dog fight all the way through than I thought it turned out to be, but it was okay. I mean, it was a good race. Peter? I was surprised at the initial start how Nemechek tried to go bowling into turn one. I mean, he took go bowling at the Glen literally with a couple of his teammates there. It was a couple of days early on that race. I'm still of the opinion that NASCAR needs to figure out a way, you know, rear, you know, talk to your TV partners or something to, to start these races earlier because the only reason why the truck series race got canned at the end is so they could hit their Xfinity series start time on time with time to mm -hmm. prep. So, I mean, you got, you got all this time throughout the day, uh, rearrange something on FS one, you know, they did an hour of race day coverage right up until the start of the Arca race, uh, or the, the Arca race. Yeah. The Arca uh, race. you know, they do all these, this race day stuff, you know, figure it out race day, make it 30 minutes. There's, I mean, I don't, I don't care what you do, but there's no reason why, we should be ending races. It's just like what happened at New Hampshire uh, when they killed it 10 laps early because of the daylight. There's no reason why we should be, you know, cutting time on races because of time. Yeah, to me, you know, you, you and I see promoters, do, look, local track promoters do it. You know, the short track promoters that run seven, eight, nine divisions in a night and then, you know, wonder why you're there till two in the morning. Um, it's because you just put too much on the schedule. Um, there's there's got to be some wiggle room here for weather. I mean, Watkins Glen is a high chance that that track um, and Pocono both very high probabilities of rain just because of where they are. Um, I, I just think, again, like Chris said, we've got to be able to adjust broadcast times. I thought the ARCA race always started at five. I was very surprised that they thought it was a good idea to do an hour race day and start the thing at six when you know that it really starts to get dark about eight o'clock and it's an ARCA race. You're probably going to have some cautions and I don't say that being derogatory. It's just that's it's a developmental series. So you're going to have some issues. Um, so I just I agree. I, I think that NASCAR needs to really look at that. I understand that trying to hit the tv audience i know fox has a say but it's like come on guys i mean you know let's well, be right especially when there's a weather, little common sense when you here. know weather's going to play a factor in, in your you know your, your timing or whatever but like, like chris said i mean you don't really need an hour of race day coverage if you're going to have an hour of race day coverage then why don't you do the pre-race show during race day and kill kind of two birds right. because if you think about Race day's on for an hour, and then the, the coverage starts at, you know, 3 Eastern or whatever, and you, you have um, 45. The, the green flag did not happen on the truck race till 3.48 p.m. And that's what happened with the yeah. uh, the ARCA race as well. They did an hour of uh, of race day, then they tossed it to Jamie Little, and then they messed around for half an yeah. hour, and they didn't go green till like, 6.45. Yeah. And it's already 7 at that point, and it's going to, especially with the elevation changes at that track, you're going uphill, downhill, 
you know, sun's going to hit different spots. It's going to be darker and different. Figure it, figure it out. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. wasting another 45 minutes on top of the hour you already wasted when you could have just taken the green yeah. flag and had the race I, over I, it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's it's frustrating to me sometimes the way I that I felt they bad for IndyCar on Sunday, too, because the cup race ran a little long, and then they were they were delayed, and they had a, a, a question of daylight towards the end of the IndyCar race, too. So I, I, think it's a, I think it's a mixture of not starting early enough. I mean, they didn't even start the cup race until 3 yeah. on a Sunday. I mean, I get church crowd and all that stuff, but 1.30, 2 o'clock, yeah. you know, an hour saves a lot of time. Well, yeah. Uh, it, and it's just, it's just unnecessary. I mean, if you think about, like, you know, race day, let's say, if, if NASCAR is thinking, okay, we have to wait to, for the start because of, you know, the, the time frame. The that we West put Coast the, audience, right. is, they say, is their but, biggest. But if people but, are tuning into race day, chances are they're going to watch the race. So it's okay for you to, you know, to pull the start of the race a little shoot, bit forward. Before the, cu- uh, before the Xfinity race on Saturday, they were playing an episode of Dale Jr. Download. Yeah. Like, what? what why? Yeah. It's already aired. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think you just, you know, again, for 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 me, I would love to go back to the, you know, and, and we can't, obviously, but it would be interesting to go back and research what the West Coast audience portion of the ratings were like back in the days when the races used to start at noon or one o'clock. So it'd be, you know, nine or ten out there. I never heard any West Coast people complain because they had to have breakfast while they were watching the cup race. I just don't, I don't know that that was ever an issue. Um, and shoot, when you're cutting the race because it's getting too dark out, what, what right. are you doing? You know, yeah. where, where are you losing? I, well, and see, I was going to say, especially at tracks where there's no lights, I think you just got to, and the irony is, you know what time the cup race at Indy starts Sunday? One o'clock. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's crazy <laughs> to me that tracks. And they have lights there. I think it's crazy to me that tracks like uh, New Hampshire don't don't have lights yet like get with the times well the issue with new hampshire i believe is a county ordinance where they can't have lights they i think when they built that track said they can't race anything at night so they really never put lights in there i think the same is true with dover with them being near the air force base i'm kind of interested oh, well, about i could appreciate dover but i'm kind of interested about the the whole you know what the numbers look like on the west coast before you know we started going to 3 p.m. start times because I figure everybody on the West Coast probably has well, an opportunity to get holy back, at this point. Now. It goes back to what Junior said. It before. goes back to what Junior said on the download. You don't see uh, different start times in any other sport other than than uh, NASCAR. Like football, this football, football, football or starts at the same time. NBA starts Football's at the same time. Yeah. MLB, you'll see the the series of games of MLB. Just tell everybody tough race starts at one. Exactly. You know, there we go. Set your alarm clock and get up if you really want to go to the race. I mean, again, I just never knew. I mean, Indy starts at like 11 every year. The yeah. the, the 500, it's like I don't hear anybody from the West Coast screaming about that. No, people Shoot. be cooking eggs or uh, listening to the Indy 500. Well, yeah. I guess it depends on where I mean, on the West Coast you are. They're cooking something, but it's probably not eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyway, I just needed an excuse. Why they, to hit the buzzer. That's why they all need to go to church, and yeah. that's why they all want the races to start at three o'clock so they can all get go get home I again. D- you know, I mean, it is what it is. I just feel like you're not leaving very much room for uh, situational uh, things to occur when yeah. you start a race that late, especially on a track with the lights. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back talk about Xfinity Cup and uh, IndyCar when we come back. More inside pass right around the turn. Stick with us. We'll be right back. How to be a great dad in fifteen seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. 
because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. Sure, right. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. I'm Matt DiBenedetto, a brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. I, gotta, I like how it's... Think about this. Honest Abe, brutally honest Matt. Like We do have some news with Matt DiBenedetto, too. He did. He basically, everybody's been asking him about the uh, the rumor mill lately, and he basically said, look, guys, I'll consider anything for 2022. So there you go. Which leads me to believe there's more to it than just that. And then like, he did. I, if, I know, if I know Matt the way I know Matt, I, he's, there's, he's talking to somebody somewhere about. I hope so. So it's you think that place. by saying that he's just sort of. Getting Pushing, getting him off of his back. Yeah, getting basically. everybody off off his back for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, he got a top ten 
um, yesterday. You did? You did finish 10th. So Teams run better since they swapped crew chiefs. For that. Not that they're going to regret kicking him out of the car, but, um, you know, we can all hope for too the Too little too late in that too little crew chief change. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, somebody who doesn't have to worry about being kicked out anytime soon is Ty Gibbs. Ty won again, this time in the Xfinity Series, though. Um, I'm Saturday. mad at Joe Gibbs Racing. Why? <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> they, I can't wait to hear this. I, 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 the, I, the, I'm sure there's a story to this. They I'm, did yeah, this big tease for two days with a silhouetted driver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the background, which Ty posted three days earlier, the photo shoot. And everybody thought, oh, it's going to be Ty Gibbs announced for the 20 car and, you know, Xfinity. 20 and Xfinity yeah. in 2022. No, it was just a sports clips announcement. Like, why? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Get <laughs> your hair cut, you know? It, it got well, you they, to look at it, didn't it? They, like used, a pay quote, pro, anyways, they used a quote Kyle Busch had in a press conference recently yeah. saying Ty Gibbs should have sports clothes because he has a good hair. Unlike Does that make dad. it okay? Does that make it I okay? I mean, the people? Kyle Busch joke I thought was pretty creative. Does it ma- I just laughed at how many people thought it was John Hunter Niemicek. Yeah, I was like, like I knew it was Ty. No. Like, I, I took two pictures. I took two pictures and said, yeah, that's John Hunter. Cool. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's probably something coming later down the road, but. I mean, you I thought it was John Hunter, didn't you? No, I didn't. I knew it was Ty. I mean, why would it be John Hunter? He's got the little like foofy thing on the side of his head. Yeah, the, the little the floof, the little floof, Foof, foofy, floofy, thing? Yeah, floofy, floofy thing. whatever it is. I don't. I don't. Obviously, I'm not a hairdresser <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. So I Me would neither. not know what that's called. <laughs> Nor do I have the hair to make that happen. I had so. a five head when I was four. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying not to laugh. But he I do help. agree with Chris, though. That was yeah. That, we're giving JGR buzz for dumb. that because that was weak. You didn't. Need, you didn't need. You could have just. You could have done. You, you could have done the the clip with the the paint skin. You didn't need a whole photo shoot yeah. for. Well, I think somebody just you know didn't. Somebody didn't was tell, bored. Well, either that or <laughs> they had two weeks off, so they didn't know what to do. <laughs> somebody to do. forgot to tell Ty, don't post these pictures until Saturday morning because you know we've got this announcement coming you up. They're going to ruin the surprise, but. I mean, I guess if you don't follow Ty Gibbs, uh, clearly the people that thought it was John Hernemichek don't follow Ty Gibbs, or else they would have seen the pictures ahead of time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just saying. That was crazy. Also, I know they. I know they're both blondes, but come on. To give ahead, JGR Chris. some credit, they did do something pretty funny. On, uh, so now you're going to give them credit after you just dissed uh, them. For uh, you know, you got <laughs> well, you got to be fair and balanced. Pros and cons. <laughs> 50, pros, and, 50. pros and cons. Um, they uh, did this cool uh, design for social media where they took Ty's burnout from. Um, uh, Watkins Glen, and they replaced the you know the NY Heart or I love New York. Yeah, I, I heart New York. It's yeah. Thai Heart New York. <laughs> yeah, that's clever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And somebody got a bonus for that. Too. See, I'm old enough to remember when that campaign debuted. That's how. That's how old I am. All right, which they I didn't. Unmute he cut his own mic yeah. off. At least yeah. he's fair about it. Um, if uh, JGR was smart, which they did the sports clips announcement, so I can't give him too much credit. Um, <laughs> if they were smart, they would uh, they would make that a T-shirt. Yeah, Ty Hart, Ty Hart, and have him wear it when they actually make the you know the actual you know real announcement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it d- I guess it's going to depend on how long it took them to come up with that campaign because then JGR is going to be calling and wanting you to come help them with campaign announcements. would be interesting if they, they may not Don't be able me. to do that because it may actually be trademarked so uh, that they probably you know, There's always that saying, saying change, change a letter so it's not plagiarism. Yeah. You know, yeah. You can get away Very with true. it. All right. Well, uh, let, let's go on and talk about the, the Cup Series because, uh, you know, it, Tom has been talking the last several weeks about how 
Carlson hasn't won in a while. Well, Kyle heard you, Tom, and decided yeah. to win. Uh, so he went and walked into Glen. Only because his teammate Sunday. did everything in his power to lose that race. He, he did. He ended up finishing second, even after getting a penalty for the 53rd time this year. I mean... The same penalty, by also, the way, for the 53rd time this can year. Can we talk about the... the the double L1 penalties that's happened within the last, like, 30 days. So when does a double become, like, a triple or yeah, a quadruple? Yeah, when, when, when is there a harsher penalty? I mean, you got two L1 penalties. When do you when do you start getting the Because I always thought a double Because obviously, obviously, you know, sending, uh, sending Allen on the plane home early didn't really change anything. Obviously, so. he's not needed anymore, so we don't really need well, to Well, see, but in today's technological world... It doesn't matter where the crew chief is sitting. You can text. You can FaceTime. I mean, yeah, for, yeah all, face, for, all, for all we know, Allen could have went to the spotter stand somewhere because <laughs> all the rule says is he's ejected from the infield. He's so hiding in the. He's, he's not the, allowed to go anywhere. You need hard card access. Chill for. out in. Oh, uh, yeah. He's chilling he, out in, he, in he, Chase's bus. He, he, he'll, he'll take a. He'll take a. Rick's uh, checkbook and just buy a suite and then have his radio. <laughs> Probably out hiding in, in uh, Bowman's uh, Tahoe in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, that one was. Uh, I think if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that, I mean, it was Bell and uh, Elliot which had an issue with the shark fin, which is the little yeah. tiny piece on the top of the car, aerodynamic piece. One, what are you doing? How, what, yeah, you, you tilting it. <laughs> what I mean, like, what, like what are you doing? Like. <laughs> It's how, how do you get an advantage from moving Chris, the Chris fans? just became a well, New Yorker in that. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Tom, you're already from New York. You yeah. don't have to do the accent. Well, it's not. See, everybody says I have a New York accent. Him, I don't talk like this. It's it's like I don't have a New York accent. Um, still, I can I do one, but I don't have one. But anyways, I, I just, I don't. Here's the, the thing. Thing's so, the, the piece is so small. What are you doing? I'm sure that... Crazy. He has the bell over there. I, I will give him a bell. Funny. I just like I don't feet long. It's it, but it it probably does affect downforce in some sort of way. And the thing is, but my thing is, it's like why would you be that obvious? It's like when Harvick um, had that the that rear window, rear window yeah. thing. It was like you could see it by like, come on. Like this well, isn't you know, the, hard. The, it comes from the people that put the uh, engine in the wrong car. Like they, yeah. Can, you know, how? Yeah, what are you doing? Chad was better. <laughs> Chad was a better cheater when he was a crew chief. That's he he's he's not. Yeah, uh, what they should do is he's lost know, his touch. They need to they need to sp- suspend Chad from racing operations every time Chase gets an L one penalty. Well, what if he's he's in charge of the entire? Like he was cheating all the time when he was Jimmy's crew chief, and now he's all for, over all four cars. How come he can only make Chase cheat? And now he's walking through the garage. Yeah, well, let, me, let, let me let me turn this shark fin ninety degrees. He, he has four cars that. to take care of, but it's always Chase that gets disqualified. It's crazy. Yeah, you need cha- to spread the love to the other three uh, guys. Well, well, for the longest time, remember Chase was the uh, the car that was not performing the most. It was like the he was like the fourth best car at Hendrick for the first like half of the season. So if you're gonna cheat with a car, might as well be. Which doesn't mean he was bad. <laughs> he helped him too much. <laughs> the other three were pretty darn good. But yeah, it's just crazy. And then Bell, same deal. Um, and again, it's like I don't get it. The exterior so stuff. I, I mean, I didn't think that piece moved. I thought maybe, it just came with the chassis. Maybe Chad was like chatting with Chase, like by Chris's car, and accidentally like got to <laughs> <laughs> accidentally knocked it or something. He like, got oh, ang- he, he got he got angry because he was 
he was hit with the L1, so he just went to Christopher and punched <laughs> the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he's Speaking of uh, of Kyle Larson, he now holds a one-point advantage over They're Denny tied. Hamlin. Oh, they're tied? They're tied. tied. Oh, they're tied. I thought there was one point different. All right. No. Well, okay, then they're tied uh, going into the final three races. It, it'll, be, it'll, be a, uh, it'll be a Kyle Larson lead after this weekend because Denny Hamlin's just out to lunch well, this year. Here's the interesting thing, and I, and I know we're going to go to break Not in a really. second, but the the interesting thing about this is is should Kyle take the lead and and actually which I, I'm assuming he actually has a tiebreaker anyways he does um, he's on so because he has wins um, so as of right now if the cha- if the playoff started today Denny would be fifteenth right in mm-hmm. the standings as opposed to being number one yeah so also at this he point he not making the playoffs at, at all. this point there is no longer a chance for sixteen different winners right. No, there's still three races. So there is So there is still a chance that Denny Hamlin could win the regular season and miss the playoffs. That well, no, true. if you win the regular season regardless, you're in. You're even in. if you don't you have a win. You just don't uh-huh. get to the finals, but you're in the playoffs. There's no exactly. guarantee yeah. you're going to make the yeah. final four. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been sitting pretty all season long until Kyle came along and all of a sudden kicked him so out of the number make one it, spot. So he'd take his trophy home and make it one more round, and then he'd be done. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly how that would work. Um, so we'll we'll keep uh, keep an eye on that situation as it pertains to him and uh, and Kyle Larson and their quest for the regular season championship as we go uh, further into the, the into the season. Uh, one more note before we go to a break: uh, Ross Chastain has been officially tabbed to drive the number one for Trackhouse uh, next year, so he will be teammates with Daniel Suarez over at the Trackhouse team. So that's one less ride. Um, that uh, somebody can uh, can pick up, but uh, from what I understand, Ross basically just went in the office and said, "I want that ride," and Justin Mark's like, "Okay, <laughs> it's yours." I suspect there was a little more to it than well, that. Yes, but, but I like that. I like that story better. They like announced that. this on National Watermelon Day too, which I'm sure they didn't plan, but I still love that. Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure somebody didn't think about it till that day and went, "Hey, by the way, it's National Watermelon Day. You should probably um, go out there." And do, but but good good for Ross. I mean, you know, he he gets to stay within the organization, and he's been doing better lately, and, and getting some consistency yeah, he, going. So he is, he'll be, he'll be able to give Justin the tour of the new building because <laughs> <Justin's laughs> as if Justin hasn't ever been on the building before. He's been in the building yeah, in the last ten raced, years. So. Uh, he raced for him. Uh, so so but but uh, but good for for Ross Justin on that on that uh, as well. So um, when we come back from break, we're going to do fantasy NASCAR. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, the IndyCar race at uh, Nashville because that was a wild race too. Um, which saw the winner actually rocket to the front, literally, um, at one point in time during the race. But uh, a fantastic course, of a, kind of a weird race, but uh, some uniqueness to the he race. He literally as well. jumped a car and he, still won. He a literally race. did. He jumped the, 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 the stadium truck race was the day before. Did he miss the memo? He, <laughs> he maybe he thought he was in a stadium truck. Um, and then uh, some news out of the world of Outlaws, too, that we want to get to before we, uh, we end the show uh, today. So uh, we are going to step aside, uh, take a break, and then when we come back, um, we'll talk about that fantastic IndyCar race. If you missed it, you got to YouTube some of the action from it. Just look at the highlights, and, and you'll see that it was well worth it. I don't know if fantastic effort. is the word I would use. Okay, well, whatever. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be back. Don't kill my mood. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. Shoot right. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Mark Lynette. If you're not making it work on the outside, make sure you put the inside pass. In order to avoid any awkwardness in my math, I decided to do math before we came back from commercial break. So <laughs> Mike Lynette gets a buy, right? Like yeah, a, he does yes. have a playoff. Yeah, waiver. he just has to finish in the top. 12. 12, 12. Yeah. And, and, and he's he, still 12th in points. So where did he finish anyways? Once he got a Todd. Because I, I know the, the NASCAR, NASCAR showed, uh, NBC's coverage showed he was walking across the garage area with a cane. He finished 11th. No, oh, that's not too bad. He had a cane? Yeah, he walked from the garage area to his car with a cane because he still can't walk. He can't put all of his weight on his foot yet, so he was walking around with a cane. Well, hey, he um, grew up playing hockey, so I'm sure he can. he's in enough shape to get back to uh, full health soon. The cane was more for the competition than for him. In case he had to get yeah. into a, a scuffle, he didn't have a, a weapon of choice. Um, all right, no, so it's his social distancing stick. He can just pull it up and <laughs> push people That's away. six feet. Stay away from me. Um, so, Fantasy NASCAR, uh, this week we're going to be at Indy, the Indy road course, uh, for the second straight road course race. Um, for the Xfinity and the Cup Series, uh, the trucks are uh, moonlighting again for another uh, month and a month or so. A couple weeks, they'll be back um, at Gateway. So the standings currently right now, I have a 35-point lead over Noah. Uh, Noah has a 121-point lead over Peter, who is 16 points above Tom. 
Tom is two points above Seth. Seth is 88 above Chris, and then Nick doesn't matter. So um, let's go on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I didn't calculate out of Nick. Did Nick run out Nick of money? Nick is on the ver- – yeah, Nick's run- Nick is broke, officially bankrupt, um, and now he's uh, he set up a GoFundMe for, for money to m- make his way into the playoffs. Um, he's on the verge of not making the playoffs because in three weeks we only take the top six. So um, if he doesn't make it to – uh, out of the gutter, he will not be playing with us. He'll just go back to racing more iRaces instead. He is uh, about uh, 80 points, roughly, behind Chris. Okay, well, there you go. And and, and keep in mind Below that the cut line. Chris started like six weeks after everybody yeah, else I know. still uh, made I'm it up there. Good. So, yeah, he's just that good. Um, so, all right, so uh, this this week we'll just do it in some random order because I really don't want to, to do it in the right order that we did it before. So, I'll, I'll do Peter first this time. So, we'll just go like. Add a X or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, uh, Peter, what are your uh, your choices for races this weekend? For Xfinity on the Indy Road Course, I'll go Allmendinger because he should have won this race last year, but didn't. And then Cup. Uh, I really want to pick Elliott, but I'm not. Yeah, I'll just go Elliott. <laughs> That's a safe bet on road. I know. We, I, I think I know what he was about to say, but we'll we'll see what he what we say later. All right, Tom, uh, you go next. <clears throat> well, for Xfinity, since Peter picked Almondinger and uh, he's ahead of me, I need to do something different because I'll never catch him if I keep picking the same guys. So Austin Sindrick, please. And in the Cup Series, um, well, I mean, I know a good thing when I see it. So uh, Kyle Larson. All right, Chris. Ooh, let's see. Um is Ty Gibbs running the 54? He is. Um, I'll tell you here in just a second. I believe he is. Because, boy, I'll tell you Ty what. Ty Gibbs is running the 54, so I am going to take <laughs> Ty go. Gibbs. See? And then in the that. Cup Series, I am going to take Austin Sendrick in his final start for Penske this year. Mm, those are good picks. All right, I, I'm going to go AJ in the Xfinity Series because, like Peter said, he should have won this race last year. And I don't really know how you can bet against Kyle Larson right now because any anytime we think about you know Chase Elliott winning the road course, it's Larson that wins it instead. So um, <laughs> I, I'm going to just strike while the iron's hot. So we'll go with those two drivers for our picks. We'll get to Noah and and, uh, and Seth and uh, and Nick's uh, somewhere down the road, but. Uh, We'll keep an eye on fantasy as we go along. So we we got about five minutes left. If I, my I, math is correct, Noah should be back in two weeks. That's right. Hey. Negative 50. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I want to talk about IndyCar real quick. Uh, I, I want to get to both, but we may not get to both. But I want to talk about the IndyCar race. Uh, what would you guys think about the, the first race in Nashville? I think I thought the track was way too sh- way too narrow for, for my liking. But, I mean, that maybe that's just me. And maybe it was wider than it looked on TV. But to me, it looked like I, I could lay down on the track and block the entire racetrack, which clearly we saw that happen. So. If your name was Colton Herta, you seemed to be able to pass just fine, but nobody else could. Um, so I, I don't know. I was, I was disappointed in the race overall. Uh, again, I thought the track would be a lot better. The bridge I thought was awesome. Um, that was a lot of fun, but you know, again, way too many tight corners and um, just not. You know, a tremendous opportunity here to pass. I coming and across I thought the finish some of these line, guys are way too aggressive. Coming too. across the finish line to that that big open area with like ten lanes, just seeing them all like funnel out yeah. there was amazing. Yeah, that that part was cool. But you know, I don't know. I I, I know they'll probably make a few changes for next year. I'm going to give them a pass just because it was year one. So you got to start somewhere. Fair enough. Peter. I'll mostly echo Tom's sentiments. I mean. No inaugural event on a new course goes perfectly. We saw this with the Charlotte Roval. They made some changes from year one to year two with that track. 
reworking the chicane and some barriers and so on. So overall, I'd give this event maybe a B or a B minus. Sure, they could widen a couple corners, reposition some barriers and walls, but overall, I thought it was a great race, minus everyone deciding to go stupid at the start, including Marcus Erickson trying to get a pilot's license. But overall, I... The second half of this race was better than the first half, and I'm excited to see it next year. I hope to be able to go next year. Yeah, they had a good capacity crowd. It was a pretty scenic, you know, just the scenery around Nashville and the whole hype around the, the festivities. I love that uh, there were more fans in Nissan Stadium for the uh, IndyCar race than there's ever been for a Titans game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. It's very true. Very true. At least there's something happening at uh, Nissan Stadium that somebody won. More fans the stadium in that Nashville. That's wasn't for sure. a Tennessee team. Um, so uh, but before we, we get out of here, I do want to mention one one other uh, news of note. The World of Outlaws had a huge fine and suspension that happened last week. Um, Aaron Reitzel um, was suspended. Uh, he drives for Roth Motorsports in the 83 entry. Um, the team got suspended. He got fined $10,000 and suspended 30 days, which means he will miss the Knoxville Nationals, which is the biggest paying event in, uh, in sprint car racing um, all season long, um, because they essentially tried to tamper with the chassis. So the, the chassis are uh, inspected by the World of Outlaws sanctioning body before um, they are turned over to the team to, for them to build their cars, and they essentially took a old chassis or an unapproved chassis and tried to take the sticker off of one chassis and put it on that chassis to run a race, um, which is a major no-no, and they were caught. And uh, so now um, there will Sounds be like something drivers. Chad Knauss would try. Yeah. <laughs> he's been pay- he's been, he, he drove over to the World of Outlaws offices and uh, went through some of the garages, I guess. Again, they're going to find out. If you're going to cheat, do it right for crying out loud. That, that is true. That's that's a hefty fin, a hefty fine though. Ten thousand dollars and a thirty day suspension. Um, and then, as I mentioned, you know the World of Outlaws, uh, big the biggest race of their season is coming up this weekend. The sixtieth uh, Knoxville Nationals. The hundred and it was one hundred and ten. Trust me, it'll be better than the truck race that was there a couple, like a month ago. Probably so. One hundred and ten entries. Uh, Larson's in it. Bell's in it. Um, I'm sure the Southern Escort drivers. Uh, Alex Bowen, I think, has actually entered in it too. Um, so a lot of those guys are going to be down there running the race it's, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. I love Bowman's um, paint so. scheme for his sprint car. The 55 Ally yeah, car looks really it's nice. Cool. It's cool. It's a really cool If they make scheme. that a die cast, I'll get that die cast. He's done, he's done have decent in the sprint car, too. He finished fifth his first time oh, in the he's, sprint car. So. Yeah, people forget Alex had a background in some of that stuff. This is not you know, new thing for Alex. Well, he's also ran the Chili Bowl the last exactly. couple of years, too. So, and yep. he owns he owns a, a midget team, too. So, I yep. mean, it's not like he's not done any of this before. It's right. Just, you know, he, he, he wanted to... He's been hanging out with Kyle Larson too much is what it is. And so Kyle's got him into the sprint car. No, it's just Hendrick wouldn't let him do it until Kyle Larson came along. Pretty much. He's had to, he had to rework everybody's contract now because uh, uh, Alex just signed a new contract. So, I'm, I'm sure in that contract it was like, hey, Kyle gets to race. I want to race, too. So, <laughs> and then Chase has run some USAC sprint car races, too. So, I, I guess it's now a thing where... Kyle just busted the door at the Kool-Aid man. Suddenly everybody wants to be a sprint car driver. So Meanwhile, William Bowman went to the Midwest and ran a late model race, so he's staying. William's going to stay with iRacing. All right, we are out of, we are out of time. We'll see you guys next week. Have a, a great week, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time on the NCPS.